Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The Game Boy, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Gotta press pause cause your mom's at my door. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. We game all month, give out points and sorts. Better look out, it's another Switch port. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Beat of the Month podcast. This is episode 108. We're doing an episode on Souls-like games, so games that are similar to Dark Souls and and Bloodborne and have created its own genre. My name is Brian. Tonight, I am joined with Darkseid. What's going on? Muff. Brian's back, so fun police are here, y'all. And Spiral. Hi. Mel- Melvin may be joining us. Don't get on a dick. <laughs> so I'm not sure my voice is like that. Oh weird. shit! Speaking of of fun, please. Yeah, I, I did listen to part of the last episode. Very funny story that Melvin told, and then you guys were like, Brian would have never let us tell a story. So I, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really love when podcasts take a long time to get going, like where like the content is like an hour of them bullshitting about stuff and then they get into the video games. But if you guys like that, then, then we can, I, I am flexible. We can open it up. Do you guys have any, anything that happened to you this week that you wanted to, to talk about any interesting stories before we get into video game related topics? Bitch, you were here for the past half hour. That's what we just did. I was, but now we have started the episode so I can <laughs> cut recording? that in here. I was, so I, I can throw that shit in. So okay, we gotta redo it. Okay, so I'm gonna snap my fingers, and now we've got Muff story. You went to the movie theater to buy popcorn, but you were not seeing a movie. That is correct. Yeah, quite a premium for popcorn, isn't it? It's movie theater popcorn. Did they uh, like charge you for a movie? No, you just went home. Wait, so you were able to get past the the front gate to go get popcorn and then leave? Yeah. Oh, the, you could definitely, Irma requests this all the time, and I always bitch about it because it's like, we're going to pay like $8 for some popcorn, but oh, Irma likes- know they'd let you in. I, that's crazy. Yeah. Movie Irma likes the movie theater popcorn. Yeah. Muff snuck in. Like, army crawled in. Yeah. I ain't army crawling shit in these days. I used to I mean, I'm sure the movie time. theater is happy to sell you there. Isn't that where <laughs> they make most of their money is on the concessions? Concessions, yeah. Yeah, that's probably like a dream of somebody that only wants to get the concessions and then leave. Like, if you think about like, you buy like a 10 pack of microwave popcorn, what is it, like five bucks maybe? Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't buy microwave food. Well, yes, you do. Shit. No, I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. No, I don't. You, you have a microwave, yes? I do. That's right. Do I use it? Yes. <laughs> On what? On food, motherfucker. What food? A popcorn elitist. <laughs> popcorn elitist, yeah. Fucking you pop- popcorn, you just buy a fucking jug of kernels and throw it in the pot. Mops old school. You're telling me that you purchased a microwave just to have it? You don't use it? I didn't purchase a microwave. Bullshit. Somebody purchased it and gave it to you then. No, my son purchased it. That's what I just said. No, you didn't. I said somebody purchased it okay. and gave it to you. You first said you bought it. No, I didn't. 
It's just, you basically Semantics. bought it. You gave birth to him, so therefore it's yours, and he's yours, and it's all yours. You paid for the birth. You paid for the microwave. Muff, do you think you could tell the difference between movie theater popcorn and microwave popcorn? Absolutely. Fucking radiation, dude. You could not. Yes, you can. I'm not an elitist. He'd know. He'd know like what theater chain he, you bought it from. <laughs> You're like, that's that good AMC popcorn, man. <laughs> <laughs> Been sitting out there for a few days. Got some. Ooh, this is real popcorn. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck that radiation. By the way, can you put some more of that imitation butter sauce on this popcorn I'm purchasing right now? Who calls it butter sauce? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Brian got got with that one. Who does call it butter sauce? Shit. Fucking OG3 and me, man. This is not. I need Melvin here ASAP. OG3 and a wannabe. Butter wannabe sauce. Gaped all night. <laughs> Brian all puts the- gravy on popcorn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is poutine, but instead of fries, it's popcorn. You know, I read something about biscuits and gravy. I don't know if y'all like biscuits and gravy, but biscuits and gravy is dry flour covered in wet flour. Yeah. Yeah. Still delicious. Yeah, it's still still. I don't, yummy. I don't care for it. But... You don't like it? No, I don't care for it. It's okay sometimes. So I just. Do you like steak? Yeah. I don't like steak. The fuck, really? So, I like steak in Mexican food because it's seasoned well, the way I like it. And there's a place in I want to say Princeton, Illinois, where you go. And you pick your cut of steak, and there's an open pit. Everybody, like, community pitch is huge, and everybody just cooks their own steak. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been there. And they got a potato bar to where you get baked potato and just... That place is awesome. I will eat steak there. I don't know if it's a subconscious thing because I cooked it. I don't love steak. I mean, oh. it's okay. I never go out of my way. Like, it would never be my idea to, like, let's go to a steakhouse. I would never do that. What type of restaurant would you go to? Like, if it was your idea, like, hey, let's go to this place. Um, well, I will take that back. Texas Day Brazil, it's expensive Ooh. as hell, so we don't. But that is really good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if it was my choice to go to a restaurant, I don't. Probably sushi would be where I'd want to go. Fancy fuck. Taco Bell or Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. An infinite of choices. It's like Taco Bell, baby. Taco Bell or sushi, both ends of the <laughs> spectrum. Nothing in between will do. I just want Literally absolute trash or the best of the best. Ass. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? You want to wait for Melvin or get into it? Not what well, we said, 930. So. All right. We Nine, can wait. 926. Are you in a hurry, Brian? I'm sorry. I am not. Am I, am I keeping you up? You are not. No. <laughs> no. Although I did wake up early today. I did not get a lot of sleep. What time is early? Six. Ooh, that is early. Oh, shit. I like 20% that's... of my work day already done by six. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I knew that was Real coming. Work yeah, Muff's already dug a ditch. And... <laughs> Muff sold eight cassettes, a di- dug a ditch, you know. Harvested the crops. Shoveled his drive, even though it's not snowing, you know. So, uh, what's, what's, how many times have you seen that movie? Uh, with Brad Pitt, 
and Tarantino and the Hollywood. Oh, once, once upon a time. time. Yeah, a lot. Like a lot. Like wait 30, a minute, thirty times I bet. Thirty wow. times. Yeah. Damn. When it came out on like when it was available on on blu-ray or whatever finally i watched it literally every day for like two weeks like no exaggeration <laughs> i just it was like obsessively i just could not get enough of it i've yeah, seen there's... lots of clips of it i've maybe seen it three times i only seen it the ones we saw it you understand that's leonardo dicaprio in the movie and not me right Oh, I thought it was shit. I thought it was Muff. That's why I watched it all the time. I was like, "Damn, this is, this is that guy I'm obsessed all over with." The screen. <laughs> I just want to tell you, you obsessed son of a bitch. <laughs> Concerned for you. I haven't watched it lately, though. I used to fall asleep to it all the time too. I read that book. That's like the only nonfiction book, or the only fiction book that I've read in like the past like fifteen years, probably. What book? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino oh. wrote like a novel Fucking adaptation of it. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. It's got some some additional things and some of the uh the scenes, the order that they occur is it's interesting. Like I'll spoil it if if you don't care. I don't want to see that damn movie. There was uh like at the end of the movie, you know, it ends with he is getting invited to um what's the director's name? Dark side, you know. Roman Polanski. Yes, he's he's getting invited to Roman Polanski's house. And you're thinking like, oh, this is like, he's probably going to, this is his big shot at redemption. Like his career is going, but it's unknown. Like that's where the movie ends. Where in the book, it's like the first quarter of the book or something. Like they mentioned just kind of casually that he's on the Johnny Carson show after the event. So like it's confirmed that like his career blew up after he got invited to like Roman Polanski's house. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. And then Brad Pitt, they confirmed that he did kill his wife, which was what thing in the movie <laughs> that like <laughs> they were very unclear as to whether or not he actually did it or not. You do it on purpose or was it accident? Oh, it was on purpose. Yeah, he did it on purpose. Yeah. So it was more realistic then. Okay. But yeah, it was a pretty good book. I mean, if you like the movie, I'd recommend the book for sure. Although it was a little dark said you might like it, but it was a little too heavy in the movie references, like literally hundreds of movie references of sh- of actors and movies and directors that I have never heard of. Hmm. When was the last time you read a book, dark said? Been a while. Oil. Oil. Yeah. Upton Sinclair. <clears throat> the one that uh, there will be blood was based on. Yeah. Yeah. That was maybe. <coughs> God, it's been forever, maybe 10 years. I mean, all I read is video game books. That's really it. Like history of video games and shit like that. Reading all day long, but actually doing it for fun. It's been a while. This bitch reads books when he's on vacation. I remember we went last year and all of a sudden him and his cousin fucking reading books. And it's like, fuck this. Who, Spiral? Yeah. I read everything. I just finished um, the autobiography of Brian Cox from Succession. Oh. Pretty interesting. Hmm. I started by reading some old comics, Hellblazer, John Constantine. Does that count as reading, though? Really? Trade paperback, I would say. They're pretty thick. Good. The collection of like six or ten comics, one storyline. I'd say so. I mean, one comic book, probably not. Yeah, reading's reading. Hello. It's fun. Brian Cox, I... man, the original uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. I've never seen that. I want to see it. It's good. What in Manhunter? 
Yeah. 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 I never saw that movie. It's good. So we got the killer coming out by uh, what's his name? Oh, Fincher. Fincher. Yeah. yeah. I do like his movies. The soundtracks by uh, Trent Reznor again. The trailer's pretty good. Did he talk about being William Stryker? He did. Yeah. He mentioned a lot of good stuff about um, the director, Brian Singer. Did he like working on the X-Mans. Brian Singer's a good guy. (laughs) (laughs) So he never had a problem with Brian Singer, but he saw the abuse and he was talking some of the stories where I think Halle Berry um, pretty much like walked off during a scene and refused to come back to finish the movie because of him. Mm. But they worked it out. But apparently the guy's a a huge piece of shit, which I think we all have come to realize that all the new stories have come out. I don't know shit about him. He's one of those directors who like just like a, was just had a very toxic uh, set and like I think there were some sexual abuse allegations and shit like that. Kind of like Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, Dark Side. That's your guy, right? No, that's Spiral's guy. That's Spiral's yeah. Buffy guy. Oh, Anyone that's Joss been Whedon. accused of of sexual assault is Spiral's guy. <laughs> <laughs> All three of those guys, Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> Singer and Whedon, my favorite directors. See, it wasn't just my long rat tail and talk of wrestling. I was naturally drawn to Spiral. That's Muff, are you deep. really going to get uh, Baldur's Gate next week? I have to debate that or an air conditioner. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, it's... Uh, <clears throat> so, I was about to pay off my car. Because that would have freed up a lot of money each month. And they were making a good amount of money off me. Even though it was low interest rate, it's still a lot of money. How much is your uh, payment off? I'm just curious. Six hundred. It's, it's it's only four hundred a month, but I pay six hundred. Okay. Just to get it caught up early. And uh but I seen that they were making like a hundred dollars every two months roughly. I was like, well shit. I got it in the bank. I just pay it off as long as nothing goes down. I'll be all right. I'm fucking sure as shit. Fucking bees take over, build a nest in the fucking wall of my house, and then the air conditioner goes out when it's 98 fucking degrees out last week. And Oh, God. So, yeah. I'm glad I You're didn't need pull it for the trigger. What's up? You're going to need it for this week. I, I, I'm not running it because it don't work. So, um, like today was hot. Uh Tomorrow's going to be even worse. Probably just be hanging out in the basement with Dingo because he can't handle upstairs in that heat. Um, but I do got a big tower fan coming, being delivered tomorrow, so that'll help with circulation. So I don't know. We might we might turn it on because I mean it fights like hell just to try to keep it at eighty. But so at least midday I might end up having to turn it on. But we'll see. You get the bees in the wall taken care of, or what happened with that? Yeah, there's fucking Moose and I were talking, and uh, two days later, maybe, all of a sudden I found bees in my fucking wall. I was like, son of a bitch, what are the odds? So I asked him who he used, and he sent me their information, and uh, they contacted me uh, that morning. They contacted me back, and uh, I set up an appointment for the next day, and I says, that's great. If you can find a way to get here today, even better. And sure as shit, she found somebody and got him there within two hours. So, and the kid, young guy, looked and kind of talked just like Tyler Black, uh, Seth Rollins. And it was, so the whole time, 
There's a fucking, he's talking and he's in his suit. Real cool kid. And uh, he's killing him. He's telling me how it all works. And uh, he's never been stung in his life. And uh, so I showed him my back patio area. And I said, <laughs> spray underneath all that too. That paws got me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I showed him. Mutt's got all these bee sting yeah. scars on his back. Like, you've never been stung. Look at this shit, young guy. So, anyways, whores. <laughs> fucking he, braille on Muff's back with all them bee stings. He goes callous and shit. I'm telling a story. And he, he starts uh, spraying underneath the fucking back patio deck. And big ass fucking queen. Comes flying out, he backs up, and he goes in my garage. And so we walk in there, and you can tell at this point he's a little scared because he doesn't have his bee suit on anymore. And uh, I was like, we got to get it. And I had this huge, not a broom, but it was it's something that you could use to like pick up pet hair easily. And then that's what I was using, just fighting the previous night, just the bees all night, killing them. Yeah. And I says, I got this. I go to hand it to him, and he kind of just froze. I was like, well, one of us has got to do it. And the fucking bee then flies up towards my attic. I said, oh, no. And I, like, jumped up and swatted and got her. She drops, and I was like, oh, shit. And he steps on it. He's like, yeah, that's the queen. And then he picks it up and takes it to his truck. It was just like, fuck. Yeah, I said, you take it. What? Were they bees or wasps? Uh, It's a wasp. Okay. But the queen was big as fuck. She was full of eggs. Yeah, that's and scary. And because uh, they're the ones that dig in through, they'll dig through your whole fucking house. They should have got my parents twice. But it's, it's, they haven't been back since. So it shit worked. So yeah, it was, uh, it's been an expensive two weeks. You guys ever see the, uh, the bee lady on Instagram and TikTok? The Austin, the Texas bee lady? Where she transfers the bees usually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hot, sexy mm-hmm. voice. Just, just like, just grabs them with like no gear on. Like in her hand, just. Nah. Yeah, yeah, just with it's her hot. hands, scoops them up. Gets all that delicious honey. That's what I was think, like picturing with Muff. Like mm-hmm. he's like, I got these bees, but I can also sell all this honey. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Side hustle, any chance. <laughs> But that was exciting. I uh, uh, it, was, it was like it was one seventy five. So really, realistically, compared to the damage that those fuckers do, that's a good deal. Come out same day, and uh, if the, if they come back at any time this year, I just call them. They'll come back out. How did that's, he kill them? Did he just spray or what? Yeah. So there's a there's a like a preventive spray, but for the actual nest in that, there's like this can. Just like small hand type can, shakes it up and just pokes it into where they're at. In through the spr- wall. Yeah. Like oh, to the right. crevices where they were going in. Yeah. And so he sprays all that and they just keep coming and coming until eventually they're like, oh shit. And then they just draw them all. We've had a pest guy come out for mice like many times and just cannot stop them. Like there's what there's two vents in the house that like we had no mice for like a year and I was like, all right, they got to be done. And then like 
this was like a week ago. Irma's like, something smells in the house. And I open up the mm-hmm. vent and yep, there's a dead mouse in the yeah. vent. And I was like, fuck. They like, stank too once they die. Yeah, Irma's, I mean, my sense of smell is not great, but Irma can smell it. And uh, yeah, it's like this guy's been out so many times. I mean, I should just go with another company at this point because I'm like, this guy is obviously not quite. He seems like he does a good job, but it's just it has not worked fully. It might just be a high volume. You, you keep traps traps out all year? Oh, there's traps all over this house. Like, because that's a good way to monitor too. Like, are the mice coming back? So yeah, I mean, we've we've got at least 20 traps all over the house. Wow. And it's just these two that um get triggered. Like none of the other traps in the house, like even areas that were problem areas before where we'd catch a lot of mice, nothing. But these two areas, yeah. Just so cannot. they've got like a go-to spot. I guess, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. I mean, they say like, oh, if you if there's one mice, then there's like a hundred of them living in your walls and shit like that. But I'm hoping that it's just they find a way to sneak in and then they get killed, and then I replace the trap right away, and then that keeps them kind of at bay. But yeah, the sticky traps? No, nah, it's the snap ones. Which yeah, a lot I, of cheese lying around. At first, I fucking hate. I hated setting those things. I'd be so nervous about snapping my <laughs> finger, but now I'm, I'm pretty good at it now. So, cause I've done like 50 of them. Yeah. Every fall, as soon as the cornfields go down, they'll, they'll start going everywhere. Yeah. I did that sticky trap once and then I had to kill it and I did not like that. Yeah. No. There's this fucking weird thing. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't a baby bunny. It wasn't, a mouse. It was like a half breed bunny gerbil looking thing. It was like the size of a baseball, but it had little bitty hands. And I don't know if it got fucked up from <laughs> the dude spraying something. But I'm I'm like I'm I'm pouring rock on my back patio along the fence. And uh I pour some rock and all of a sudden he comes popping out. I startled him. I was like, oh, shit, what the hell is that? And uh, I just left him be, and I pour rock, and this motherfucker starts following me. Like, like I got a new friend. And and he's standing just in the middle of the patio, and all of a sudden he just stops, and all of a sudden he just starts getting sleepy, like falling asleep. And I'm like, do I help this thing? Is it hurt? Does it need help? Do I kill it? What do I do with it? I don't know. And uh, I just went back to work and he went away. So wherever he is, whatever it was. Sounds like a mole. No, no, that's bigger than mole. Yeah. Never seen anything like it, but it needed a friend. Wasn't me. Close encounters of the muff kind. Yeah. Strange unidentified animals. (laughs) That's actually a good movie, Brian. I've never seen it in its entirety. Although you're probably talking about some fucking porn film or something now that I think about it. That's not a big old pile of mashed potatoes in that movie, though. (laughs) TikTok Zoomers are going to love that reference. Fucking (laughs) 70s. I'm going to snap my fingers again. Muff story is over. Like Little John or something? Fucking. Um. So now you've heard a story about bee invasions and air conditioners and all that shit. Um, Dark Side Spiral, you have anything? You know, I, I don't want to be the fun police. I'm opening the, it up. Uh, 
Are we going to include a, a, a Muff's popcorn elitist comments? Was that recorded? <laughs> I, I believe it. Yes, yes, that was right. that was recorded. Yeah, I can loop that in. I had no no issues with bees or wasps or um, air conditioners, nothing like that this week. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with anything. Pretty boring. I miss boring. Oh, you know what? I was going to ask you the guys' question. So we're talking Isis about car question? payments. What? I was going to ask you guys this question about car payments. So I don't know how much you guys pay and what you guys think is a good amount for a car payment, but I was talking to some coworkers and they're telling me that their car payment is like between $800 and $1,000. Wow. Jesus. Does that sound right? Like that's, that's like mo- that's more than my house payment. If you got a two income home, then yeah, a lot of people would be doing that to get it paid off sooner. Oh, no. This is a 72 month uh, lease or not lease. 72 month term, six year term. What the fuck are they driving? A boat? I don't know. I just thought that was crazy. And they were like, no, that's normal. That's how much a car payment is. I'm like, mine's like $300 a month. Yeah. I feel like it shouldn't be like that much unless you're like a baller and got a massive, you know, you're rich, but they're not. Do they have, you don't know what kind of car it is though? Because I think some people like driving fancy cars. Yeah. Well, they have, I mean, they have nicer cars. It's like, I don't know, 60K maybe, maybe more, a little more than that. But it's like, that's I don't, way out of my league. But still, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like that is a lot of money to devote to a car payment, unless you like are driving something, you know, elite or you have a really great paying job. These are like middle class people. I feel like that that is way too much. Middle class people trying to fit into a group, social group that perhaps they shouldn't be. No, I think it's just like really shitty planning. Like they probably put zero money down. They didn't have a trade in, got bad credit. So it's a, they have a really, really bad interest rate. And that's why it is, contributes to a super high monthly car payment. Did they tell you this or this is just a estimated guess? No, they told me this and I was like, kind of shocked. I'm like, really? Like that's normal? Like I they thought told that you they like, got bad credit? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh no, I'm just guessing at that. Just oh, based that on so like, them as people. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> straight up judging them as people yeah, like, yeah that's what Muff was getting at yeah, did, they, did they tell you like oh I'm just poor at financial decisions that's why I'm doing this but it's normal everybody is I mean plus this is America so everything's fucking expensive you know we've complained multiple times about like you want to order a sandwich and it's like you have to pay an extra $10 just to get it to your house but yeah like people like <laughs> When I tell them that I have a large video game collection, some people are like, wow, you put that much money towards video games. But it's like, one, this is spread over like 30 years of my life collecting it. And two, I'm sure some people, their car payment or their cars cost more than my whole collection. So like, yeah, it's just other, some people have different priorities for that. But yeah, I mean, I've never had a car payment that high. I like free. Muff getting that cars for kids. Mm -hmm. One, eight, seven, seven cars for Muff. One eight seven seven cars for Muff. I'm sure that's a thing, also. It is, man. It's uh, it's like a taxi, something, something bus, porn bus. All right, I I got a story. Brian, for you guys. what is it? Story I've got. I went to Target. I was buying water balloons, as one does. Yeah, I've seen your collection. I was looking at the water balloon selection. And they are they are always sold in a three pack. These are the water balloons where you connect them to the garden hose and they fill automatically like yeah, yeah. 30 at a time. They're always sold in a three pack. 
I saw one package on a hook that was a one pack and it was the only one like it. And I was like, oh, I've never seen this before ever. So I went, I was at Target. I went to their scanner and it rang up zero dollars. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm going to go and buy this and see what happens. So I go to the self checkout <laughs> and I scan it and it prompts for the cashier to come and it does not display a price. So then the cashier comes and it says, enter in the price. And the lady just pulled a number out of her ass, but it was a dollar fifty, which was about half the price of what it normally would have cost. Because the three pack is about nine dollars, so I would have thought a single pack would have been about three, so a dollar fifty. So I thought that that was an acceptable price, and I paid the dollar fifty. I wanted you to complain and said, "No, nope, bitch, this is free." <laughs> this said free. So, Darkside, yeah. what would you have done? That's what I was thinking when this happened. Like, would Darkside <laughs> have complained that it should have been free, and how would you have argued that that it should have been free? What would you have done in that situation? Oh man, in my youth, I would have I would have argued for a while, you know, <laughs> over a dollar fifty. For free, but, you would have said you should have left the store having paid nothing for this item. Well, I mean, I would have, I wouldn't have focused on the free aspect. I would have focused on what the dollar amount is when you scan it, and yeah. if it says zero, that means that it's zero. Yeah, not free. I, it's I zero. I think like I've seen this already. <laughs> I can imagine this in my mind. That's actually happening. I, I see you know, him saying, like, "No, go get your, go get your fucking boss, and bring me a cherry coke when you come back." <laughs> You know, like when, when Walmart would clearance games, you know, it would be like a penny or 10 cents or whatever, you know, and it's like, that's, that's what the price is, you know, and it's, that's, this is the same thing, except for it's zero instead of one cent or 10 cents or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I'd make that argument. But since I haven't gone shopping at a store since 19, no, since 2019, I probably wouldn't do that anymore. Was there just that one package, Brian? That was it. Like there were tons of the three packs, which is typical. The thing with these water balloons too, that are kind of wacky. They have many different versions of the water balloons. They have like tropical, they have, you know, whatever colorful, like different types and they have different UPC codes. So sometimes one variety can be on sale and the other ones are not. So that's why when I saw this, I was like, okay, I'm going to scan this to see what it's going to ring up as. And that's when I saw that it was free. So, or that it was $0. So I was like, all right, I'm going to see how this goes. How often do you buy water balloons? I mean, Cammy loves the water balloons. And really, I think those, like, they're not auto-filling, but the ones where you screw it on the end of the garden hose are, like, such an ingenious invention because it makes the old type of water balloons completely obsolete. Like, nobody is going to buy those anymore because it's so much easier to use these. So I like whenever they, and they usually go on clearance, like near the end of the season. So I do like, I've probably got like, I don't know, like six or seven packs of those water balloons just lying around. And like, we use some today. Cammy was, it was hot. Cammy was outside. And so I stock up when they're on sale. So do you just like peg her with them over and over again? Or I usually throw them at her feet so that, oh. cause sometimes water balloons <laughs> don't break. So like I'm not whipping water balloons at her. I throw them at her feet so then they <laughs> the extra firm water balloons so they won't break. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta reuse these. Muff just whips <laughs> men's kids' faces. Everything is dodgeball. Especially water balloons. And semen, right, Brian? No. Uh but anyway, that was my story. So <laughs> You know, that was fun. 
I, I'm not anti-fun on the podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, uh, we didn't. We're just teasing, dude. I know, I know, I know. Speaking of just teasing me, there were some comments made during the last episode that I was not a part of that I just wanted to reflect on. Um, Melvin said the Switch is dated. Fuck that. Switch ain't dated. If the Switch came out today... Oh, oh, Speaking of the devil. Speaking of the devil. We're just talking about you, Melbro. Just talking. Just all good, I bet, right? We were talking about the facts that you've been talking. Yeah, Yeah, just (laughs) reflecting on the last episode, some of the comments that were made. The the one that you made, I just mentioned, where you said the Switch is dated. And I said, fuck that. Because if the Switch came out today, if it had never existed before, but it came out today, people would be amazed by that technology of taking the handheld device and instantly playing it on your TV. Now that the Switch has been out for like six years, that is taken for granted and you're just looking at it as compared to like PS5 and it's not impressive. But I would say the Switch is not dated. It is still cutting edge technology that you have taken for granted. You could say that the Wii U is still cutting edge technology. Yeah. That yeah. Yes. Brian, what you, you smoke today? Nothing, man. <laughs> just truth serum, you know? That's it. Fuck was that? Fuck. That's the cats. Yeah, the cat's feet are spirals. Cat's feet. Spiral's got the little stick with the feather on his crotch just playing with him. Um, (laughs) All right, another one too. So, Spiral, you said you like those Colosseum side quests where you just fight waves of enemies and shit like that. Fuck that. Those suck. Like, (laughs) nothing I hate more than it's like fight 50 waves of enemies. Oh, you made it to wave 48. Start from the beginning. Those are terrible. I don't like so that. So this is just Brian shitting on everything we said in the last podcast yeah. because he couldn't yeah. make it? That's what That's we're doing it. now? That's it. Or, That's right. Brian addresses right. the enemies right now. That's right. Um, <laughs> Supersonic <laughs> is not a side quest. I, I think I, Spiral and Muff, I think both said, no, it's not a side quest. Why is it not a side quest? Can you explain that to me? Wait, what's Supersonic? So they said... I, I gave Melbro some notes to say like, I, I said that I liked Sonic the Hedgehog, the where you turn supersonic by collecting the Chaos Emeralds. I considered that a side quest. And then Spiral and Muff were very quick to be like, that ain't a side quest. And I'm curious as to why you think that is not a side quest. Was there an NPC? No. Boom. Got him. Is that it? So it's, <laughs> by, by definition, a side quest has to have an NPC to I deliver mean, the quest line to you? An NPC is going to give you the side quest to go do. If you go off on your own and just do it, then you're doing your own thing. Uh, so, Brian, right. we recorded this episode like a month ago. Brian's just been going to sleep at night, like, <laughs> angered inside, <laughs> holding all this shit in. <laughs> That's all I had, though. I only had those three things. I just wanted to bring those up. Um, anyway, what what are we, 40 minutes in now? So the topic of tonight's episode, if you've forgotten, <laughs> you got is... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we've we've just been on you. bullshitting this whole time. Um, 
So we are looking at Souls-like games. So these are games that were inspired by the Dark Souls series. So yeah, I think uh, I, I wanted to kick things off with some general questions. So what criteria makes a Souls-like game? And you guys described some of this to Thank me. You. But um, I had a, I didn't know yeah. exactly what it meant, that genre. So what, what are your guys' thoughts on what defines a game as being Souls-like? Other than, I know they're, they're difficult, but there's, there's more to it than that. I have no idea. Yeah, so, I mean, the difficulty is there, but uh, basically the stamina bar is what generally defines a Souls-like game. Um, it's where the actions that you have on screen are dictated by how much stamina you have. You know, jumping, diving, hitting, you know, whatever you're doing um, takes up stamina. And having to control or monitor that while playing the game you know, basically is uh, the thing, I guess, you know, usually, you know, they're also RPGs. So it's just, uh, yeah, that, and they're hard. I think one of the other things too, is like, I noticed in all those souls type of games, like when you die, you usually have to go collect your soul. Hence souls type, souls like, yeah, and then that- like when you collect your soul, you get like, you know, back some of what you lost when you died. So like Elden Ring does that, Hollow Knight, Tunic, a lot of games do that now. So that penalty upon death, then you got to go and like recover your, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, and enemy regeneration also. Um, yeah, you know, if you die, you basically all, every everything comes back, and you got to do it all over again unless you you got a good checkpoint or whatnot. Or if you save, most times enemies come back. Yeah. All right. What do you think about that, Mo? I ain't got time for this bullshit, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question I had. What was your first game in the Souls-like genre? Elden Ring for me. Same with me. I think Elden Ring, but I, maybe I would say Hollow Knight I played first. I think I would consider that a Souls type. Too. I mean, that's kind of like half Souls, half platformer. That's a uh, Metroidvania. But that's half fine. Metroidvania. Three halves, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I did play My, Hollow Knight. Yeah, I did play that too. Would you consider that a, a Souls type? Maybe. I mean, I don't consider myself like an authoritative voice on what defines the genre just because, yeah, I really didn't know what it was. I, I mean, based on your explanation of what makes up, I mean, Hollow Knight has some of those qualities. I mean, so. you, didn't, you didn't even finish Elden Ring, so you really... I have no authority. Yeah, I, I have zero authority <laughs> in this discussion. Technically, uh, my first Souls game was Bloodborne, but... Uh, my brother tried to force that on me one time when he was visiting. He's like, you got to play this. And I was really not, not feeling it and not wanting to play it. But he made me sit down and play it for like an hour. And I was like, this is fucking terrible. And I don't want anything to do with it. And then a couple of years later, Elden Ring came out. And I actually put time into it and played that. And we had a great time. And then I went back to Bloodborne and loved it. That hype train, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We did. Um, we did play. Um, uh, me and you, Darkseid, played uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That's a Souls type as well. Yeah, I I did beat it on easy though, so I don't know how much like Souls like I was playing it, but um, yeah, all, all of the elements apply to that game too. So, do you guys like the genre in general? I love that shit. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like no, after I... Elden Ring, I got hooked, man. It's just you know something about those difficult games and. 
like doing the impossible almost like when when this game everybody's losing it's so tough and then you're able to beat it it's just so satisfying yeah i did not like it um elden it took me a long time to start liking elden ring because i fucking hated all that shit and uh it when i'm doing multiplayer like co-op with people it it's on a fun level that I've rarely experienced in games. It's, it's a whole lot of fun working together to try to beat difficult ass bosses and shit like that and find secrets and different armor and level up and all that stuff. I love it, but by myself, it's generally too frustrating and I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. I have mixed feelings too. Like I really love the Elden ring. What saved me and in, in, I was how I was, how I was able to beat that game was the fact that I was an RPG and I could power up my character. Like if I could, if if I had to go into that last boss fight and not be able to power up my character anymore, I would never have beaten it. Be too difficult for me. Um, so like RPGs that where, where you can kind of level up and get to a point where you can beat a boss, I think is I like. But then there's some games that are so hard that you just hit, honestly it's like luck to beat them, and that can get frustrating for me. I talk a little bit little bit about it when I was playing Death Door a bit, but um, when there's like patterns you can follow and you can figure it out, you know, at some point, like a boss and figure out what he's going to do and the dodges and attacks you need to do, then it's kind of fun. Like you, you learn how to, you learn patterns, you learn how to beat the boss and it is fulfilling. But I've played some other games, maybe they're not considered Souls games, but are just hard to be hard, cheap to be cheap. And I don't like that shit. Yeah, I would agree. I have kind of split feelings on the genre. I mean, with Dark Souls and those games, what I had always heard is that you can play for, you know, an hour or two and die and then lose all your progress. It'll be like you've accomplished nothing, which at least the few that I've played and maybe they are, you know, not as hardcore as some of those older ones, but it doesn't seem quite that punishing. Like I've never played for that long to where all my progress was lost. Like, sure, you can lose some currency, but you've probably gained other things along the way. So it never felt like a complete like wash like if i were to die so but like like with tunic and i'll talk a bit about that but like i was not looking forward to that game it seems like a game that should totally be at my alley but i was not looking forward to it because i was like i don't know that i'm in the mood for a punishing ass game where i'm playing as this cute little fox character running around solving puzzles like did this need to have the souls type like stuff added to it um so, yeah, I'm divided. I, I mean, the games that I've played, they haven't been as bad as I have heard that the genre is. I think the genre is a bit over exaggerated on how challenging they are. I mean, they're hard, but they're not like completely inaccessible for, you know, non elite gamers. Yeah, I mean, like 10 years ago, there there weren't many games out there. I mean, it was basically just like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, you know, fucking Neo or whatever, you know, and then it just kind of exploded and now like it seems like every month there's a souls like game coming out there's one coming out next month i think uh eliza p yeah Yeah. i want to play that one lords of fallen comes out next month i think also that one looks fucking good but i think they're more intimidating than they actually are so i mean i'm sure you've played harder games than elden ring brian you know some of those uh like ghoul and ghost games you said you played and nemo shit some shits like that yeah, I mean Battle the old toads. school. Yeah, yeah, the old school like Super Nintendo NES. There's definitely some really hard games there that, um, 
Yeah, I mean, those, I mean, yeah, if you run out of lives sometimes, like, you're back to the very beginning of the game. The difference is the game itself is probably only, like, two or three hours long, so that's more of just, like, mastering that short burst of a game as opposed to Elden Ring that, you know, it's got a, a huge scope to it. I would say game, like, probably the two hardest games I've played aren't even Souls games. I would say Sifu and Cuphead are probably the two most difficult games I've ever played. Both are harder than, I think, any Souls games that I've played so far. So the last question that I had is, is Souls like, is that like the newest genre of game? I mean, because it's it's new. It's fairly new um, where like it became so popular that now it's become a genre unto itself. And I was trying to think, is that like the newest genre of game that's popped up? It definitely seems to be kind of like the new hotness, but I couldn't really think of any other what I would consider a genre of game. I would say, um, what about Rogue? Like yeah, that's kind of new too, right? Too. Yeah, but Rogue is an old ass game. And I think, and there were, there were older games. Like there was a game, it was on like PS1 and I don't remember the name of it. I think it was like a dragon. What muff? Karate kid? Karate kid. You got Um, stronger every time you died and kept doing runs. Yes. Stronger. What the fuck is roguelike again? You die, you you did. You die, you start from the beginning, but you get stronger. Like Hades. Like Hades or, um. What's the name of that game with the um, Castlevania crossover? Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Yeah, but the the game Rogue is like really old. I forget how yeah. old it is, but there was some PS1 game that it was like a Dragon Quest spinoff and it had roguelike elements. And I think it was one of the first ones to do that. And it got panned by the critics because they're like, I have to play this game over and over again because like I lose all my stuff. <laughs> but before it was widely accepted. So I, I think Souls-like games are definitely more more recent than than yeah. that genre but i i guess we never really defined it as a genre though right like rogue like i feel like the genre maybe i mean there was a game you know back in the day but i don't think people really considered it the genre until like you know um some of those newer games came out like dead cells and stuff probably not That's when, at least i first started hearing about yeah it as a genre. yeah yeah I, I i would agree with that and it's definitely gained in popularity i think roguelike games are also probably easier for indie studios to create because you're only yeah. creating a short game but with that gameplay hook of playing it over and over and over again being accepted that yeah it's easier for them to make yeah um, do a podcast on road bikes man this shit's overrated 80s 80s <laughs> overrated <laughs> All right, so why don't we get into then some of the ro- the uh, not the roguelike, some of the Souls-like games that we played this month, or anything else you guys had going on. Uh, Dark Side, do you want to kick things off? Yeah, um, I've been playing a game called Remnant from the Ashes. It is uh, the only shooter roguelike, or not roguelike. Fuck it, the only <laughs> shooter um, Souls-like game that I'm aware of. There might be more, but. That, uh, that's the one I heard of, so that's what I'm playing. Um, it was a PlayStation Plus game, so I was not going to buy anything, so I played a free game. And uh, it's actually pretty good. It's, uh, like I said, you, you, you're a third-person shooter, um, kind of in the same vein of like uh, a looter shooter, kind of like Borderlands, but with uh, Souls-like gameplay. So... Uh, 
you're running around. Um, you know, the story's pretty obscure and basic at the same time. Uh, there's the world's been destroyed by this thing called the root and you're just trying to stop it. And, uh, so you're going from place to place, you know, killing monsters and picking up loot and going and fighting mini bosses and then fighting main bosses and then going back and trading in your shit so that you can get better stuff, rinse and repeat over and over again. Um, it wasn't until I was about 10 or 15 hours into the game that I realized that it's all procedurally generated and my run is going to be different from other people's runs, not only in how the land is laid out, but also the bosses I'll fight. Hmm. Meaning that I have to go back and play it again over and over again in order to see the entire game. But because I have my single player game, I can't do that over again. I have to beat the entire game and then go to new game plus, or they have a separate mode called adventure mode where you can choose each specific land or world and re-roll it and play it again so that I can see the content that I wasn't able to see on my first run. Which I thought was kind of bullshit, but after a while I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. Like I can still get all the all the armor, I can get all the guns, I can get all the pieces and rings and shit, you know, without fucking up my main story while still being able to see all the content. And it all kind of goes together on one character, so it's not like I'm playing multiple characters and it's all spread out. You know what other game does that? Fucking Hades or something. Hades. Hades. <laughs> Play that shit. Yeah, I don't know. Hades is a kid's game. This is for men. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's when I first started playing it, I wasn't too impressed. I was like, all right, it's fine. You know, um, but like I said, the more I played it, the more I got into it. Um there's a lot of fucking secrets in this game that don't make any sense. That's difficult to find. I've been looking online for a lot of different guides trying to find different armor sets. There's a trophy to get you um, that I, you have to get 10 armor sets, a hat, um, a shirt, and pants, basically. And I've got like seven. And to get the other three, there's some convoluted bullshit that you got to do to, you know, basically get them. And, uh, it's my only trophy. It's my only trophy, and I've, I've already beaten the game. I just need this stupid fucking trophy to platinum it. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. And I got my brother and his friend uh, to play with me. So we're doing run after run, just trying to get this dumb shit. But I like it. It's fun. Who made it? Fuck if I know, man. Because uh, the sequel just came out. I know that got good reviews, too. I think they're called Gunfire Games, yeah. So you playing this with your brother or you playing it uh, single player? Uh, solo and with him and our other friend, Matt. Um, and also just with randoms so that I can, you know, get shit done. How far are you now? I beat it. I beat the game already. Oh, nice. Feel like a man? Not until I get my pants, man. <laughs> just a little boy running around with no pants on. <laughs> yeah, right I got to get, get more pants so that I can get that damn trophy. Those were the best days, man. <laughs> It was hot last week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, after I beat whatever the fucking game I beat last time, um, the last guy, Melvin, shamed me and said, play a fucking Souls-like game. So I jumped onto this and been doing nothing but since then. 
Yeah, I, when I log on to the PlayStation, I mean, yeah, you're you're going hard at that game, man. How many hours is it? How long is it? I am put in about 35 hours. Um, how long to beat says 55 for uh, platinum. So I better not be fucking looking for pants for another 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so like on the scale of one to five, what would you give this game? Like something you recommend everyone play or, or just okay? Uh, so using the kind of funny scale, um, I'd say <laughs> I'd say it's a three out of five game, but I'm having four out of five fun. Gotcha. Who in this group would like that game? Dark side. Uh, it's a lot of fun co-op. I've been really big into co-op in the last couple of years. So, um, if you're, if you're into co-op, you'd probably enjoy it. Um, if you're, if you like games where there are secrets, but they're not really, you know, in, no, they're, they're kind of interesting. No, nah, I don't know. Nobody would like this. It's just for me. <laughs> you going to play the sequel? Oh, 100%. You going to pay money for the sequel if it comes down to that? I Well, it came out $50, and I think uh, I saw Walmart or Best Buy has it for 45 so I might actually pick it up. Is it supposed to be good? Yeah. Get my, it. This game, uh, Remnant 1, got, I think, around 75, 76 scores, and Remnant 2 is in the mid to low 80s. So, I never heard about this game before the sequel came out. Yeah, me neither. I didn't even know that there was one. And actually, I found out that there is a, a prequel that was made to Remnant called Covenant uh, before the Ash. And... Uh, Apparently that's not like I. It's not like either of these games. It's kind of like a hack and slash. So I might check that out too. I always find it interesting, like when like these sequels come out and like nobody's heard of the prequels, like the ones before, like Baldur's Gate three. Nobody ever heard of Baldur's Gate one <laughs> or two, <laughs> but now everybody's talking about Baldur's Gate after three came out. That's <laughs> like true. that's like Leonard yeah. Part Six. <laughs> <laughs> A deep cut with the Bill Cosby <laughs> shit right there. Muff likes <laughs> Muff loves Bill Cosby. I grew up with idolizing that dude, man. America's dad, huh? He was he was elbow deep into that shit, pulling out he babies. Me. So Remnant Two gets low eighties. Great game. Starfield gets an eighty-seven. <laughs> One of the worst games of all time. I that, never said that, but yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how it works, man. <laughs> I can go into that if you want, but I won't. No, don't. Let's not go into that. Wait for Moose to be on before you do that one. <laughs> Where is Moose? Why isn't he on? I like Moose. He's doing deck stuff. <laughs> yeah, at, at ten thirty at night. <laughs> yeah, just, in the dark, got his just head like trying to on. fight bees and put the boards down. That's hard to do, man. <laughs> yeah, because it's fucking dark. <laughs> Real man work, right, Muff? <laughs> By, any <laughs> By any means. By any means. Where's Bash at? He said he couldn't make it. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. He's fighting his own bees, you know. Probably getting his leg amputated or something if he can't make the podcast, man. He's <laughs> he's been on like every episode. We're fucked on trivia, tell you that much. You got anything else, Darkseid? Nah, that's it. 
All right, let's kick it over to Muff. Muff, you playing any Souls-like games or anything else? Yes. <clears throat> Play Madden. <laughs> <laughs> and, Is that uh, because he died? That's the joke? No, that ain't funny, man. <laughs> yeah, Melvin, come on now. Brian, come on. Be professional. <laughs> I'm never so, defending you again. <laughs> but, but dark side's logic that stamina bar is real and uh you play madden you gotta watch that stamina that is true you got a point i like i like tired sleepy money in the bank Melbro coming in late <laughs> as shit <laughs> stripper needing me man why don't you call somebody you got stripper coming I tried to get you to set up uh, your, your hot tub, man. We can do the strippers at your house and get no, paid. Ain't, ain't, ain't no hoochie mama's coming to my hot tub. You get paid and you get strippers. This is do you know how hard it is Dude's to get rid old. of the crabs in the hot tub? <laughs> Brian knows. How? Be delicious. Yeah. Straight into the pot. How many strippers you have tonight? Uh, 30 people. 30? Wow. Was it really 30 people? Yeah. Wow, big crew. Damn. Yeah, big big crowd. They were good, though. Your side hustles rode uh, uh, souls like your stamina bars down, right? Yeah, man. Good money, though. You clean up after them, or they have to clean up after themselves? I, I mean, they clean up, but then they don't clean up as well as I would, so yeah. I go in after them, sanitize, get all the booty juice off the, off the pool. <laughs> Gotta get cleaned up for the church cruise party tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> People are getting baptized in Melvin's pool. <laughs> <laughs> Baptized in the booty juice pool. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <laughs> you uh, you still got that pool heater on? Yeah, yeah, I still got the pool heater on. Oh, Keep shit. it on for another week or so. Yeah, you gotta have side hustle. You gotta have that pool heater. You got anything else, Mom? <laughs> what do you want to know? Ask me anything. Souls like game. We're talking about games you played, man. Anything yeah, you played? I said I played bad. You play anything else? You finally beat Final Fantasy 16, man. Tell us about. Oh yeah, talk about how that. Was that yeah. How was that journey? You beat it? Yeah, it was okay. So there's like 400 fucking little red bubbles halfway through the workday in that fucking chat. I make one post. <laughs> this bitch don't even go read it. Which day was it? Y'all remember? I, I don't memorize the chat. I read our chats. I don't memorize them. You beat this game like two weeks ago. Yeah, right? about two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember that shit. We talked about it on the last episode, Spyro? I feel like we... Yeah, I feel like we did. We talked about side chicks and side quests as a game. I don't think we talked about Muff beating it, though. I don't know. I, I don't said remember. we were close to beating it or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy sixteen is known for having a good side quest, so you probably talked about it. <laughs> yeah. It was good. So is there anything like New Game Plus you're going to do in that game? Or is that, no, is that it? I like to enjoy the game. I don't like to go th- back through shit just so I can then hate the game. <laughs> they, uh, Motherfucker, they actually... you've been playing um, Madden and Tecmo Bowl for <laughs> 20 fucking 30 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> and? 
No, but I know what Muff is saying though. Like I was playing Ico or Eco or whatever you want to call it for the PlayStation Three when they re-released it, and I was going to play Dolphin. It. Not the Dolphin game. This is the game with the the little boy with horns, and there was a trophy for beating it in under two hours and i was attempting to do it and i was oh, like i beat it in under two hours just about every night <laughs> <laughs> but i i got it within three hours and i was like if i'm gonna shave another hour off this game i'm gonna fucking hate this game and i was like i'm not doing this so yeah, yeah I, I i agree i will not go for those platinums if i'm gonna hate the game afterwards that's yeah. how Emil was with final fantasy 7 remake right yeah yeah we hate real it. men work yeah, if you have to go back and redo the same fucking game just at a harder difficulty just to get a trophy, you can go fuck yourself. And that, that's a long game, too. I feel like I've been playing this game for like 30 hours and I'm only halfway. It's it, it Just take your time and fucking enjoy it. That, and that, that's if you, if you race because you got another game you got to try to get to by a deadline or you just want to move on to the next one, just then don't play games like this. If you're going to play a game like this, take your fucking time and enjoy it. Yeah, they just announced uh, two DLCs coming out for Final Fantasy 16. Also, like story, I think so. I sent you the link just now while we were talking. I got a um a gaming philosophy question for you guys. Well, you came to the right place because we're all do you, um, fucking philosophers. Do you play games to beat them, or do you play games to have fun? I know it's not like a hundred percent one or the other, but like, which way do you lean towards more? Play games to beat them or play games to have fun? Have you have fun. to lean one way or the other. Fun. Fun. It's both for me. Yeah, I think I might lean towards more to beat them. That's why I don't like navigate to a lot of like... I feel like the beast has kind of changed that for me because I don't play like... just spend hours playing Call of Duty anymore. Shit like that. Right, or, or Madden, right exactly. Because I, yeah. I can't really like beat them almost. You can, but like the online portion, you don't really like beat the game. So I feel like I, I kind of lean more towards playing games to beat them. Yeah, I mean, beating them definitely is part of the fun, but... It can like, be, yeah. Like, as an example, like, Elden Ring, you know, played that for hundreds of hours, and even after I beat it, I still played it for dozens of hours so that Emil could beat it or so that we could help, yeah. you know, Matt beat it or whatever. That is, that's, that's a good twist there, because when you're helping a buddy, the game can continue to be fun. That's what was so great about Final Fantasy XI, is you, you do something, and then you just give back to the community and help them. And yeah. that can be fun doing that. But just to go off on your own and just redo the shit, fuck that. Dark Souls 3, uh, Emil started that at some point, but he dropped off to play some other bullshit game. But when he comes back to it, Rick and I definitely are going to jump back on with him and do the whole campaign, you know, just to make sure that he can beat it. Get the platinum. So, Brian, do you feel like you can think like 50 hours into a game that you know you couldn't beat, but it was fun? Yeah. I, I mean, so we did, I just looked it up, episode 97, we did video game spring cleaning. And the idea behind that episode was games that we had played but had not finished. And I remember when I was looking through all the games I owned, and there were a lot of games that I had started and not finished. And some of them, I was right at the end. And then it's just like, well, I've seen everything this game has to offer, and that's good enough for me. And there's been a surprising amount of games where I have not finished them. 
because gotcha. I mean, for some games, there is that urge to be like, all right, I put a lot of time into this. I do want to finish it. And then there's other games where I'm fine. Just like, nope, I'm just not going to finish it. Um, I mean, Elden Ring put in 100 hours and I'd like to go back to it at some point, but I may not. And I still feel like I had a lot of fun with that game. Gotcha. So it's... if I don't finish it, then that's OK. You got anything else, Muff? What do you want now? Video games, man. What you've been playing? What What do you think you're going to play now that Final Fantasy 16's done? Anything you want? Realistically, since I'm going to put a hold on the Baldur's Gate, it'll probably be the next Call of Duty. Where are you putting a hold on Baldur's? Yeah. So why are you? You're just not ready for to jump into another huge game like if that? If you weren't late, you'd have been had known it. Well, I was late, bitch. <laughs> I think that'll, you would probably that, like Starfield. It seems like a, a muff type of game. Yeah. I don't think so. You don't think so? Because yeah, it's so muff. wide open, like where you can like do all this different types of stuff, like you become a superhero or muff do like job and things. do, do Am- Amazon. <laughs> and... <laughs> you a space guy, muff? You like space? Well, muff is like Bethesda, right? Oh. I remember. I still remember the story about the vampire and what, Skyrim. <laughs> I forgot about that. They they took they took a completely good game and fucked me. <laughs> I was the most powerful fucking character in all the land, though. God damn! You had to stay in the pub all fucking day because you can't go out during daylight when you're vampires. <laughs> so I just casted my spells, leveling them up all fucking day. And then then no more no more levels to go up, and then you just. Well, fuck it. You're just casting spells against the wall? Yeah, in the fucking, hours, in the fucking right? pub. You just cast it. Because what was cool about that game is, because uh, Final Fantasy XI is the same way. So, yeah, you may be able to have a skill, but you level that skill up. And the more you do it, all of a sudden, here's like point two better, point three better. And then the better, the, you max out that skill, then that skill's at its full potential. And so because of vampirism, it's just full-blown fucking top level. I go outside, I fuck everything up, but you can only go out for a little bit and then you have to race back to the fucking folks. You haven't been outside. Stay outside. Thanks, Muff. I think you've told me everything I needed to know. Melvin, do you want to talk about any Souls-like games or anything else that you've been playing? Yeah, so um, we talked about this earlier, but I uh, put a pause on Final Fantasy 16 to play Tunic. So, um, like you mentioned, Tunic uh, is a game, it's a Souls game where you play with this cute little fox, and that's all I really knew about it. I knew it was supposed to be really hard. Um, so I popped it in, played it, um, I feel like it's really good. Like it's a isometric type of view. Um, it was really good to start. I would say it was isometric type of view. Um, you explore, you go around, you find new weapons, and there's the whole concept about this game. Um, kind of the the thing that makes it unique is there's this whole like instruction manual that you have to find in the game, and as you find pages from this instruction manual, you start to learn more about how to play the game. 
And so you start off, you really don't know like certain moves or what certain items do, but then you find the instruction manual and say, oh, you know, this item helps you to do, you know, to give you a speed boost. And so now you figure out how to use that item and then you can, you know, kind of use that to fight bosses and, and progress further in the game. So I thought that whole concept was unique. I've never saw a game do that before. Really cool. Um, the music was really good to start. Um, but then I feel like um, the game, like the first, I would say, three-fourths of the game I, I was really enjoying. And this is a game I really wanted to rally behind. But that last fourth of the game kind of ruined it for me. So fuck that game. It's some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 this is not like too spoilery. But there's this thing that like a lot of games do sometimes that I hate. Um, is where like you you spend your whole time in this game, you know, getting new abilities, building up your character, and then towards the end of the game, they take they strip everything away, and that's what this game does. They strip all your abilities away, and then like the last fourth of the game, you pretty much have to do with no abilities. All the stuff you you work the whole game to get, you you lose, and you have to like play the game that way. And it it, it was really cheap almost to the point where they were like do stuff in this last fourth of the game that they didn't do at any other part of the game, right? So they would throw like millions of enemies at you um, while you pretty much are, are, are helpless and you have to, you know, uh, defeat them and fight them off. And it was like, you, you guys never did that before, you know, when I was powerful. It, it just kind of felt like a cheap way to make the game hard unnecessarily. And I feel like that part kind of ruined it for me a bit. The last boss fight, it, it was so hard that I just said, fuck it, I'm going to cut it on easy and just get through this shit. <laughs> I didn't feel like investing the time to, to beat that last boss. It was just really frustrating. So overall, I would say it was a, it was an okay game, but nothing that I would recommend. I just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I would say. And I've been playing this game too, uh, so I'll talk about it a bit now. Uh, I'm not that far. I, I didn't beat it. I've made it probably about a third of the way through because um, I think there's six bosses. I've I just beat the second boss. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So I mean, if I get to that point near the end, yeah, I'm probably just going to flip it to easy because I don't want it to ruin my whole experience with the game. Cause I think it's really fun. The things you mentioned, um, the manual system is very interesting. And I think, um, you know, it's, a, it, the souls like aspects, it's got that stamina bar. We talked about, it's got that penalty upon death where you lose some of the currency. You got to find your soul and regain it. Um, it also seems to have some like Metroidvania aspects to it where you need to get certain abilities to travel to different areas and to interact with certain things of the environment. And I think Metroidvania games kind of use that delayed gratification hook of like, oh, I can see this item, but I can't quite get it yet until you get an ability and then you're able to get that item. Where this has an even further layer of that because there may be an item that you get or that you see. And then when you finally do get it, that's still not good enough because you don't know how to use it because you got to get that page of the manual. And getting those manual pages is almost more exciting than getting the item itself because now yeah. you're like, oh, now I know how to use the item. So it is interesting. Um, I also thought it was interesting that the physical edition of the game comes with the manual, which is like a huge spoiler for the game because the game is all <laughs> yeah. about getting that manual. And um, there's a very tiny warning on the first page of the manual saying, hey, if you this is your first time playing, maybe don't look through the manual. But I was surprised they didn't make that more prominent because I've not looked through the manual other than the pages that I've already unlocked. Um, but I could see that being a big spoiler. But it is cool. Um, I am having fun with it. So, yeah, so far it's not really that hard. I mean, I do a lot of exploring. So 
like I got a manual page and it said, okay, when you reach this boss, you're going to want to have, you're going to want to be at this level. And I got to that level before I fought the boss and, and it wasn't that bad. So I could see if you were under leveled that it would be pretty hard, but the manual kind of guides you. Um, so yeah, I'm not looking forward to the end, which yeah, I will probably just do what I can to get through that. But maybe it was just me. Maybe you'll enjoy that ending part. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like them taking all my shit away and throwing like wait, a million enemies at me. Like, I'm why, guessing why I will not that? like that. I don't <laughs> think I will like that at all. Because um, I mean, you have more of a tolerance for that than I do. Like Sifu did something a little similar yeah. to where they took away your focus ability. And I did not like that because I was yeah. like, man, if I had this focus ability, I'd be able to whip this guy's ass. But without it, it's really hard. And you loved Sifu and you loved did, that final boss fight. And I felt like it kind of, like Sifu made it make sense in a way that it was kind of like tasteful in the way they did it. And it was only really the last boss they did it. Not like a whole fourth of the game. Well, one of the, the one platinum in, in Sifu, right? Yeah, that was, that was a man's game, man. That was With so zero good. fucking dragons in Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got to go back and play that one. Uh, back to Tunic, though. One other thing I would say um, that I didn't really like about this game is the story. It's kind of like one of those like Alan Wake hipster cryptic stories that, that uh, <laughs> hipsters like where they you don't really know what's going on, I feel. Um, at the ending, you kind of figure out like what's going on. But yeah, I, I don't like where I have to like figure out and guess what the story of the game is. And this is kind of one of those games. One of those so, hipster control type games. Tunic is a hipster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, I don't really care about the story. Like, yeah, it is. I don't even really remember what I'm doing. I forget what the first 20 minutes that probably set up the story, what even happened. Like, I don't know. You were going through some like, seemed like the afterworld. Or you're walking through some like astral plane or something like that. I don't even remember what it was. So that doesn't really bother me. The the lack of a story, you know, I play Nintendo games, right? They don't have any story. So <laughs> I'm used to that shit. Well, don't say that, Brian. Nintendo's got stories. Thank you. They suck, but they got stories. <laughs> uh, one other thing too, not a Souls game, but I, I missed the party games episode. So I never got a chance to talk about this, but uh, I played Sackboy Big Adventure. That game is really good. I, it was a recommendation by Darkseid. Amazing yeah. fucking game. Um, I played this with my son. Um, he just turned six. But we played the whole game from start to finish together. Um, game has a, a really dope soundtrack. And I feel like this is like one of those Sony games that everybody overlooks. It's just a really good game, though. A lot of fun. One of um one of the most fun games I've played like with with a person, like a companion, um, in, in a in a long time. Like you a mean co-op? game. Co op, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Um just some really cool levels, like where they you like do stuff to the music. Um, then they have like these, these racing type of levels where you have to like race to the finish line. Um, even co-op is fun when you're playing online. I know we had a couple of sessions where I had to kind of show you guys up. So that was a lot of fun too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Good time. If you haven't played Sackboy, check it out. Good family game. You got anything else, yeah. Melbro? Oh, that's it. All right. I will get into the games I was playing. Other than Tunic, I haven't been playing shit except Zelda. So I'll do my uh, my Zelda check-in here. Let's see. We are at 155 hours into Tears of the damn. Kingdom. Oh, damn. Got 321 Korok seeds. Oh, my God. Zero, wow. zero dragons in God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> um, 82 shrines, 52 wow. light roots. Still just two temples. So, like, the main game, I think, is four temples and then the final one. So I've only done two still. Um, I've done I about... I recommend temple. 
Temple, yeah. <laughs> Got about half the map unlocked, so yeah, still quite a ways to go there. Um, I mean, it's it's still that gameplay loop of like going on the overworld and then you travel to the depths to get more materials and to like unlock more of the light routes that align with the shrines. Like it's just so addictive and like just finding different caves and, you know, different wells and different armor pieces um, just never gets old. So probably be playing that for a long time still. That's really all I had. So how much, um, so, like, when you're exploring, right, like, and you find something, do you find, like, a lot of new stuff? Like, hey, this is a new enemy type, or, like, what's the hook, really, like, when you're exploring, um, at, at, you know, at hour 150? I like... I do like, you see stuff you haven't seen before at that point? Sometimes. Sometimes. I, I mean, I just did the Master Sword quest at, like, probably, I was, like, 120 hours into the game, and that was an amazing side quest. Like, one of the highlights of the whole franchise for me. So, like, I mean, it's... It's not like every gameplay session I'm leaving wowed. I mean, sometimes I'll play for a couple hours and I'm like, yeah, I really didn't do a whole lot except find Korok seeds, which I like finding the Korok seeds. Um, That's just like a little like dopamine hit of, oh, like because I was searching, I did this little puzzle and I got this thing. I think that will get lowered because you trade in the Korok seeds to expand your inventory. And I think once I have expanded my inventory as far as it'll go, then that excitement of finding a Korok seed is probably going to be diminished because I'm just doing it for the sake of doing it at that point. So that like with caves, there's like 150 caves in the game. If you get 50 caves, you have unlocked almost everything you will get. Otherwise you have to get every single cave to unlock like a piece of fabric. So now when I find caves, it's not that exciting, but every so often you'll find a cave and there's a shrine inside of it. So that's fun. Like if I go into a cave and there's a shrine, then I'm like, oh yeah, like because I want to get all the shrines. So there's enough, but it's just like a, a calming game. Like it's like a relaxing game for me to play, just kind of leisurely going around. And yeah, sometimes you get a new suit of armor, and it'll be like, oh, this armor is gonna let me like now I'm gonna glow if I wear it. So then I can go to the depths, and now I have like this light source that follows me around, or just like getting new blueprints for things to build or getting new items to build with. I've got like 30 some items that I can use to build and it's just really fun. Nintendo you put Spiral M off to sleep. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, but the, it sounds like Nintendo got that Pulaski dog thing going on with you. You do a little thing and you get rewarded. You're doing the thing. You're going Roman the Polanski dog thing, huh? Is that... <laughs> You still have to do a lot of building at this point in the game or no? I mean, I do mostly blueprint stuff. So I've got a blueprint that it's a hover bike so I can pretty much fly wherever I want. And I've got my battery stashes built up so I can fly for a long time. I've got like a little enemy guy that will attack with me. Um, I've got like a boat if I need to cross a body of water. I've got a rocket boat that I just use. So, yeah, I mean, auto build is critical in enjoy getting more enjoyment out of the game i mean i would recommend if you guys ever jump back into it look online how to get auto build because that's a game changer dark side you ever gonna play tears again or no realistically uh, maybe a little <laughs> I'm, I'm i might give it a try i don't know if i'll ever beat it but i'll give it a try but that's all i got um spiral do you want to cap things off with any souls like games you've been playing <clears throat> Yeah, you know, and I don't know. I know this game's considered a Souls-like game. I'm not sure why. 
uh, I know it's a difficult game, at least for me it was. So the game I played was uh, Death, Death Door. Let's for, go! For PlayStation 5. So this was a Milbro special. This game was just on PlayStation um, Plus. So it was a free download for August. And uh, I always loved those free games. Games with gold used to be really great back in the day. At the end of its life, it was shit because it was terrible games. Hopefully PlayStation is not like this. But the, the games I've downloaded from for the last few months have been pretty good. And uh, I, I downloaded them all, and I hope to play them at some point. And this was a good opportunity to play this game. And uh, it was definitely a Melbro special. I know he loves this game. And I went in it with very high expectations, and they met my expectations. I really did love this game. And I am not a uh, an indie guy by any means, but uh, this game was for sure uh, a good example of how indie games can be really good. You know, I kind of generalize them as having like, like pixelized graphics and a short experience, but this game had, even though they were simpler graphics, they were great. Uh, the style, the look, it's very charming. It's, it's a great looking game. And even though it was a, it was a, uh, a, a shorter game that uh, took me about 13 hours to beat, um, I enjoyed every single moment of it. So it was a really good game. Uh, the first thing that, that got me was the music the music was really good um it was like this kind of like solemn like melancholy type of music but then you get into certain areas where you have like these boss or not bosses but kind of like these these ways of enemies that come at you and it got kind of like upbeat a bit like it it like kind of like got me going like yeah i gotta fucking beat this i gotta beat these guys like it energized me uh, but the main music is so like melancholy and s- not super, not super sad. Like this game is dark, but it's not grim. Um, it it was still really good music. I, I could feel like I could see this game, the music being played like in a Witcher game. Like that's how good it was. Like it, it really gave me that that feeling of like an RPG set like in medieval times. Um, is it RPG? It's not. No, it's. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like an action game. It reminded me a little bit of Zelda, like isometric, like the old Zelda games, like isometric maps um, with with uh, simple but cool puzzles, um, which I enjoyed. Um, they weren't too difficult. Sometimes these puzzlers have really difficult puzzles, but this game was not like that. An action, a simple action with attack with a sword or other weapons you can get. It had some Metroidvania touches too. Like when you go into this into different worlds and maps. You can see places that you can't go yet, but you know you'll be able to go when you get those abilities. So it was kind of neat to just explore the world and discover it. The characters were cool. You play as a crow. Uh, the boss fights uh, were really good, too. Um, there was a way, you know, there's there's patterns you have to pick up to beat these bosses. And while it was difficult, and I don't think anybody's going to beat the boss on the first try, after you, like, have played a few times, you find those uh, different patterns. Like there's this one boss like rolls into like a ball and charges at you and I could never dodge it. Like I was always getting hit. But then once I timed it right, I was able, okay, here's how we do it. Here's how we progress. And the bosses have different, like once, once you hit them down a bit, like they have different abilities and different attacks where you then again, have to kind of learn the pattern and just, just by repetition, you finally get how to beat this boss. And it had a cool, like really cool style, super charming style where like, when you got to a character, like its name, like appeared like really big on the screen. Um, I, I thought that. that was, yeah, it was yeah. so neat. <laughs> it was just this small little t- touch, but it was so charming. Like when you go to different levels, different areas that would happen, different bosses, 
And then uh, to get better abilities, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but then you go into this like little fight session called Avarice. So basically, like, it appears like really big on the screen, and it's wave after wave of enemies. So again, it was difficult. There's a lot of things coming at you, but like once you figure it out, like it's fulfilling because you figure it out, you know how to beat it, and it's it's not easy, but it's not super super difficult. Like you can you can figure it out at some point. So uh, one of the mechanics I liked as well about this game was um, like there's a lot of shit going on and like there's some enemies who like fire like um, attacks at you that you can like attack and bounce and they'll hit the other enemies. So a lot of times when there's a lot of things on the screen, if you see like this thing shooting at you, you can hit it and it'll shoot back at an enemy and kill them. I thought that was like really fun. Yeah, so overall I thought it was great. Uh, what else I want to talk about? Oh, the last boss. So I was trying to beat this game last month to get get the points in. And uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And I was playing it late last night and it's like, fuck, I got to the last boss. I wanted to beat it before the podcast. And uh, it was, it was tough for me. Um, I'm not the best gamer when it comes to these types of things with like reflexes and shit like that. But what was neat about the game is like, I never wanted to give up. I never want to throw my controller in frustration. Like I always wanted to try it again. So like last boss probably took me about an hour, hour and a half to beat. And there was like, um, and it's, it's not a very long section of the game. It's probably maybe 10, 10 15 minutes. But uh, I went through many, many trials, but I was never pissed. Like, I was like, oh, man, I was so close. And I just wanted to play it again and again. I think that's a really good mark of a game where you just don't get fucking pissed and, like, give it up. Like, I wanted to play it more and more until I finally defeated the boss, and it felt great to, to finish the game. But, yeah, overall, it was super good. Um I was looking to the developer. I know Melbro, I think you've talked about different uh, different games from Devolve or Digital that they've done. Uh, I want to play some of those games like Inscription, like Cult of the, Cult of the Lamb. Like I want to play those now just because this game is so cool. On Metacritic, I got 87. So it's on par with Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'll probably go back to it and try to platinum it. Um, there's, I was looking at the trophies. There's one trophy is going to be tough, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it. That's what I was going to ask. What, what's, the, what's the platinum trophy? What do you have to do to get it? So the one the one I looked at was you have to f- play the whole game using the umbrella as your weapon. Oh, yes. That's going to be tough, <laughs> man. Yeah. And some of these bosses take a lot of hits to beat. Um, oh, the other thing I was going to mention, too, is what, the grappling hook. Like, I love grappling hooks in games, like where you can swing off things and shit like that. Like, I love that in this game. I love that in Halo Infinite and some other games in the past, like Castlevania or maybe like um, uh, Halo, or I'm sorry, Bionic Commando, I think, had like a grappling yeah. hook. Yeah. Um, that has good music, though. The one thing I didn't like about this game a little was the control scheme. So in the end portion of the game, there's like this part where you have to like uh, kind of rush through and things are coming at you. You got to dodge them. You got to grapple from area to area. And sometimes the grappling, I could not get aiming straight with the uh, with a digital with analog stick like it was a little difficult for me to hit some of those some of those things we have to attach your hook to but beyond that the game was really really good so good choice mel bro i really enjoyed this game glad you liked it hype, but, um, hype, hype train don't quit don't lose <laughs> yeah yeah do <laughs> two days later be like oh shit no no i'm on this one <laughs> It, it, you know the thing uh, that that you mentioned prior to it's like um it's 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 a get good game almost right it's like you feel yep. yourself getting better at the game by repetition of like 
it teaches you how to get better. And it's not frustrating right. in a way where it's like, fuck this game, I want to throw my controller. But every turn by turn, you, your skills are just getting better and better and better. That's what I like about FIFA too. It's like when you look at the way you played the game at the beginning versus like how good you are by the end of the game, it's like you really just master some shit. You feel like, damn, I'm, I'm good. And like if you go back to like some of the beginning portions of the game, you're just whipping ass. It's like, mm-hmm. like easily. And I, I like that feeling like, damn, I've really just gotten better, you know, in my, in my skill level of this game. And what we talked about earlier, too, I forgot to mention this, is that, um, like, when you die, you have to, like, redo, like, the entire sequence. Sometimes it's really, really annoying. But what's cool about, like, the level design is really good in this game. So, basically, there's some areas where, where you start off and you got to beat a whole shit ton of enemies to get to, like, the next point. But, basically, the next point is where you drop down a ladder. So, if you do die then you just go up the ladder like you have to run through the whole thing again the whole sequence again so i thought like that level design was so good like it didn't lead to that frustration because all you gotta do is get to that point where you hit that lever and that ladder comes down and if you die again you don't have to run through all of it again you can just go up that ladder and bypass all of it yeah yeah it's some of the it's some of the best i've ever seen and i mean because i remember i would die at some point i'd be like man i gotta replay all this shit because i didn't even realize what I was opening, like with that ladder dropping or things like that, like how much time I was shaving off when I respawned and then you can just go. Yeah, it was really good at that. The one thing I didn't like about um, this game, though, is I, I got lost a lot. It doesn't have a map at all. Yeah. You right. just have to you have to memorize where you're going. So that was the one thing that was always tough for me. I, I, I get lost easily in games. I, I use maps a lot. So that was I, tough do, for me. I do, too. But I think because it did not have a map, that I didn't use the map as a crutch and it, I was able to navigate. Okay. Cause usually I'm, I'm not that great at navigating because I think I used the maps as a crutch, like with tunic going back to tunic, the map is annoying because you've got this like, you know, 40 page manual. And one of the pages of the manual is a map. And I don't think it's meant to be like a full blown guide, but your icon does show up on the map for where you are. But there's not a button to just take you to the map. As far as I know, you've got to open up the instruction manual, then flip through 30 digital pages to get to the page of the map so you can see where you are. So I thought that was kind of annoying, but I use it a lot. Um, so I should probably not rely on the map as heavily and just try and memorize where I'm at. That threw me off, too. And in, uh, in, in that store, like I did want to like open the map. I thought for sure it's going to be a map, but there never was one. Um, yeah. And I did, a, I did a fair share of backtracking for sure. Just trying to find the next spot. The other thing I was going to mention too, and you mentioned this, Melrose, with the uh, with the bosses and like learning um, and getting better as you just play the game more, fight the boss more. I did like the fact that um, you could tell how damaged the boss was. You can see the actual damage on the character. Like it gets like these red cracks like on the boss as you're fighting yeah. them. So, you know, like you're getting pretty close because he's got, you know, he's pretty heavily damaged. So a lot of those games, like I was like, I was talking to myself, like, oh my God, I was almost there. Like he was so <laughs> super damaged. I was so close yeah. uh, in a good way. You know, like I wanted to try it again. I'm like, oh, this is how you do it. And learning those patterns of how the attacks works and, and when they're going to do those attacks. That it's just fun just to just get better as, as you just played it more. Let me know if that platinum is fine, man. If uh, if you think so, I'll, I'll play it with you. So I mean, well, give me. Oh, go ahead. I, I played most of the post game. I didn't do the only play with the umbrella and shit like that. But Melbra, I would definitely recommend like going through and completing some of the other like quests that they have. And there's there's an right. optional boss that um 
you only fight if you do some of those side quests. So I would definitely recommend going back to it. I had no interest in, I mean, I played on switch, so there's no platinum. Um, so yeah, I, I would never go back and play it with the umbrella, but some of the other content is definitely cool. The post game stuff. I'll go back and check it out. I feel like yeah, Tunic yeah. is like a fake ass death door. <laughs> what what do you think, Brian? So you've played a, a good amount of Tunic. You play, you know, Death Door. Obviously, you beat. Like, is there one that you like more than the other? I feel like they're kind of comparable games, but I feel like Death Door has such a clear lead over Tunic to me. It's tough um, because I'm not that far in Tunic. I think Tunic's manual system is pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't gotten in. I know Tunic's supposed to be kind of puzzle heavy. I haven't gotten into anything that I would consider a puzzle. There's a lot of no, things, though. Not much. No, yeah, because there's a lot of things. There's like tuning forks all over the place, and I'm like, I know these do something, but I don't know what they do yet. And you then know there's what a like tuning fork does. Well, in real life, I actually in real life, I don't even know what a tuning fork does. What does it do? It's a form of communication through sound and vibration. Who's communicating with tunic tuning forks <laughs> these days? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't, couldn't understand what the fuck you just said with that dick in your mouth. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> Tunic, I may lean towards that a little bit just because I like cute games. I like colorful games. And Death's Door, while Spiral said it's melancholy, but it's not like super serious or anything like that. But I like Tunic's aesthetic a bit more. Gotcha. So I, I would need to finish Tunic. I mean, I really like Death's Door, but I would need to finish Tunic to be to give a definitive answer, but I may lean towards tunic actually. Gotcha. Interesting. I do like, in uh, and I have tunic on my list to play, but uh, death door, like the black and white, um, color scheme is so cool. Like in yeah, the, yeah. in that main, that main area, um, the game has a, has a lot of cool style to it. I also say that the end boss sequence is really neat. Um, a couple different bosses. Really, yeah. I think really the cool. boss battles are in, in, um, death door are, are, are pretty superior i'll say but speaking of trophies the other game i played uh i've been playing for the last few months is final fantasy final fantasy 7 remake i did finish all the trophies except the last one which is playing on heart um and I, I told the story to you guys in real life i'll just slowly go over it again but the last one of the last trophies i had to do before i'm gonna do my my hard run is uh beating the ultima weapon um or the ultima trophy which basically is going to one of these things that Brian hates, but the waves and the waves of different enemies. And there's um, this Shinra battle simulator in towards the end of the game. And you can fight different waves of enemies. And one of them is these top secret enemies. And um, you can't even do this quest until you've done all the different uh, waves of enemies. Like there's like, I think 10 or 12 different waves you got to beat so you can unlock this. And you can only play on hard. Uh, there's no other way to play this last uh, sequence of enemies. In a hard mode, the bosses take a lot of damage. They damage you a lot, and also you can't use items, so you can't use any kind of healing items. You got to make sure you got a lot of a lot of magic. And basically, this last boss is, uh, or this last run through is five different bosses, and they're all summons. So you fight um, Ifrit, and then you fight um, second one. Oh, one is the second one is like um, a fat chocobo, I believe, and then the third one is Leviathan and the fourth one is Bahamut. And then when you fight Bahamut, he summons his own summon. So I was preparing myself for this. I was looking at some guides, played it uh, like last Sunday and I started like 7.30 in the morning. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna beat this and I can do the rest, rest of my day. 7.30 PM, I'm like, shit, <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> 
literally I played this game for, for, for uh, eight hours straight, 12 hours straight and um, didn't make any kind of progress <laughs> at all. <laughs> and the sequence is like to fight these five bosses. It, they have so much damage that like one run is going to be about an hour long. Um, so I get through the uh, first three bosses. I get the Bahamut, the fourth boss. And he fucked me big time. And, but every time I fight him, like I would have a good chance, but like, I just couldn't finish him off. So, uh, over the week, I just tried to figure out a way to, to beat him. Um, had to look at different guides and I should have just done that. I should have powered up my materia, powered up my characters, kind of like Elden Ring. And when I did that with the help of a guide, I was able to beat him pretty easily. Um, but that felt good. I know you guys, we were talking Melbro about, um, guys like to play game to have fun or to, to beat the game. Um, in this in this case, I was not having fun, but I was wanting to get this goddamn trophy. Um, so once I did get it, I felt very fulfilled and I was able to, to move on and move on to the next, the next thing, which is a hard playthrough, which I'll probably do in the next um, few months or so. I hate that Square has those platinum trophies tied behind being the game of hard mode, man. A lot of RPGs have that. Yeah. Um, Mass Effect had it. Um, Final Fantasy has it. Uh, Witcher has it. Um, I don't mind doing it, honestly. Like, I like playing a game like these RPGs for hundreds of, hundreds of hours. I like getting like super engaged and like in that world for a very long time. I prefer longer games. And a lot of times the end game content I do really enjoy. Like the other stuff, like this is really hard to do. The other stuff is pretty fun to try to, to try to, you know, finish off and check it off your list to get that trophy. And I remember even like Yakuza, which I liked, but I thought the end game stuff was really cool too. Trying to get all those trophies and those little mini games. I thought that was pretty fun. But I know how it wouldn't be for everybody, but uh, I do enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to my hard run on Final Fantasy VII Remake and then off till Final Fantasy 16. Nice. That's it for me, Brian. I can't think of any game that I would want to play on hard after I've played, especially not a long game. I mean, I think the only game I ever did that once upon a time, way back when, me and Darkseid had about the same level of trophies. And I remember playing God of War Ghost of Sparta on PSP. And to get the platinum on that, I had to play it on hard. And I did do that. That's the only game I can think of ever that I have replayed it on a harder difficulty to get a trophy. I remember being a huge asshole and like saying that you'll never do it also. <laughs> that was probably a motivating factor then. Yeah. <laughs> like Brian can never beat this game on any difficulty, let alone hard. He'll never get the platinum. <laughs> and since then, I think I've got like two platinum trophies and you've gotten like 80. So yeah, I have, uh, <laughs> or you've got like a hundred, right? You've got a hundred platinum trophies now. Yeah. 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 So. I was going to say, speaking of which, Darkseid's lying to himself saying he's played games for fun, but then he got all these platinum trophies. I can guarantee you half of those <laughs> platinums weren't fun. He's just playing the games to beat them. <laughs> hey, man, I got two-thirds of the My Name is Mayo platinum trilogy. You, know? you were not having fun while playing <laughs> that game. That's the first time like I it's, thought of, too. Like it's some Herald video game franchise. <laughs> the trilogy of fun, I man. Am Mayo. I will say this on some of the RPGs to play them again. Um, like some of the different like Western RPG or um, yeah, American RPGs, you have different like um, dialogue trees and different quests and things like that. So play it, playing it again, sometimes you get a different experience than playing it the first time. Like there's different 
but different paths to go. I think that's that's something I'm looking forward to in um, Baldur's Gate. I think there's a few different ways you can play that game, get different companions, do different romances, different dialogues. So sometimes there's some extra stuff you can do. Um, Final Fantasy is not like that. It's the same game over and over and over again, but I'll still do it. There were some old school games. Like I remember, I think it was Rocket Knight Adventures, or maybe it was the sequel Sparkster on the Genesis. But it was, if you play on normal difficulty, you will only make it two thirds of the way through the game and it will stop and it will say play on hard. And then you're like, damn, I got to play this game on hard now. So that seems to be a thing of the past where they'll lock like just main game content behind the harder difficulty. But yeah, back then I would try and do that just so I could see the full game. Well, I think the biggest bullshit one was back in the day, I think it was ghosts and goblins or ghouls and ghosts where you, you beat the game, but then you have to beat it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fucked up. Kind of tied to our like souls discussions. Like, do you guys ever like play games on hard? Like, like voluntarily to say like this game is too easy. Let me just crank it up to hard difficulty. Not me. <laughs> Not unless I'm trying to get a platinum. There has exactly. to be a reason for you to crank up the difficulty. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be normal, or if I'm not feeling it, I'll do it on easy. I don't remember what games, but I'm pretty sure I've done that plenty of times to where normal mode was just like a walkthrough. And so, yeah, I'd definitely kick it up. Yeah, I think the only time I, I usually do it is probably like fighting games. Sometimes I'll crank it up to hard, or maybe like NBA Jam or some shit. I'll crank it up to hard just to test myself a bit. But usually, like adventure games, if it's easy, I'll just ride it out. Or normal. <laughs> yeah, I will usually always play the default setting that the game gives me. I mean, if there were like if Super Mario World had a hard difficulty, like sure, yeah, I'd I'd love to play through that and like see what it would do. But just most of the games that I play a lot, like old school games at least, they they don't have a difficulty select. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, Mario, they don't have any difficulty select. So you're just kind of at the default. But if those games offered it, then I, I would. But there's not been a game that I've loved to play over and over again that I've ever bumped up the difficulty that I can think of at least. How often do you bump the difficulty down just like when shit gets too rough and you get bored with it? I usually try it? not to do that because I do. I, I mean, I like to play games to have fun, but I do have some pride and ego when I'm <laughs> playing a game. So I usually try and avoid doing that. But I mean, sometimes I will. Um, like if I ever go back to play the Resident Evil 1 remake, I tried multiple times to play that on the normal. I think it only had two difficulties and it defaulted you to the harder difficulty. And I just could never beat it. I mean, it would be early on in the game, like the first hour. And I'd be like, I have no ammo. I have no health items. Like I'm screwed. So if I ever go back and play that, I will just swallow my pride and I will turn it to easy, which I'd like to do it someday because I love you the first it on the cube. Game. Yeah, that's I mean, well, it, these days, that's what I played it on before. I probably would play an HD version because I'm sure I've got one on some system. But um, yeah, it was on the cube back in the day. Yeah, they they uh, on the modern consoles they added some difficulties, so they got they got easy and they also got very easy. <laughs> oh man, I should just do that. You just fucking <laughs> cruise through. I mean, I considered my I beat the original Resident Evil many times and like when they ported it to the ds i beat it like five times or something i really for some reason on the ds i really liked playing the first resident evil and then when they remade it on the gamecube yeah just i was not good at that game i don't know if i ever told this story on the podcast but i've told it to some people in real, real life i think but uh during the pandemic i was playing gears of war uh judgment 
and I was playing hard to get the achievement. And um, there was this point in the game towards the end where, and this is kind of cool in Gears of War, where basically you're stuck in a spot and these waves of enemies come at you and you can, lay, you can set up traps and things like that and like all these automatic machine guns and things like that. And then they come at you in waves and then you just got to survive the wave. But I was playing hard and there was one point where I could not fucking do it by myself. There was no way I could do this. And um, I was like, how the fuck am I going to beat this? So I, I went online and you're like, you know, you can play co-op and you're in your co-op buddies can put it on easy. And as long as you're still on hard, you'll still get credit for playing on hard. So um, I'm not sure I didn't call Muff on this. because I know we've done it before, but I called my cousins up. I'm like, hey, can you play this game with me? It's free. It's download uh, game pass. And they're like, fuck no. And I'm like, please, please, just this one little level. Um, and uh, and they joined in. <laughs> and it was still hard. Like they played, and they're on easy. And I literally had to just find a corner and hide. Just hide from the enemies <laughs> so I wouldn't get killed. And I was still getting fucked up. So... <laughs> The fourth or fifth time, I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll and get into a, into um, a corner. And if an enemy comes at me, I'm just gonna roll again. Just keep on rolling and dodging. And then finally, I did it for like ten minutes, and we were able to pass the level. And then I was like, "Okay, I'm done. You guys are good. You can bounce." You're just rolling around the whole level. <laughs> and I got past it, and um, I was able to finish the game on hard on my own, but. <laughs> That was a moment of weakness, but I really wanted to get that achievement, and I figured it out. All right, let's get into some... I do have some Souls-like trivia for you guys. A couple different phases of questions. This first one, these are going to be games that have the word soul in the title, so I'm going to give a brief clue, sometimes just the name of the franchise, and you got to name the specific game that's got the word soul. First one, Pokemon. Gotta pay the troll toll if you want the little boy's soul. Hole. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, I have no clue. Melbro, you're the Pokemon guy, right? I don't. I can't think about any Pokemon with the name Soul in the title. I thought Muff was the Pokemon guy. Muff's the Pokemon Go guy, but I, oh, Muff's the Go Poker Go guy. Okay, gotcha. You got Pokemon Sun and Moon. You got. Sword and Shield, Yellow. Is it Souls of Arcadia or some shit? Here, here's a hint. It was a remake. So you know how sometimes they remake them and they kind of change the title a little bit? So it was a remake. Detective Pikachu? Was it like Soul Blue or... Close. Very po- close. Pokemon Soul Green? Stadium Soul Train. Soul Train. Pokemon Soul Train. Darkseid, what are some of the other Pokemon versions that you can stick Soul the Red. word Soul onto? Soul Yellow? Soul Red? Soul Yellow? Nope. Shoe nope. Soul? Soul Pink? Nope. Soul Diamond? Soul Pearl? Brown nope. Hole? Nope. Soul. <laughs> Soul Orange? Orange. Pokemon Soul Silver. So That's what we've been had said. Silver and Gold, I think, were the second gen Pokemon. So they made Pokemon Soul Silver and Heart Gold. Hmm. Okay. All right, next one. Shining Force spinoff. Just a bunch of blank faces we got here. Where's Bash? When you <laughs> yeah, where is Bash? Yeah. Come on, Bash. <laughs> Bash is screaming in, into his microphone, <laughs> into his headset right now. <laughs> Throwing his dishes. <laughs> this was Shining Soul. 
So the Game yeah. Boy Advance had a couple Shining Force games. Yeah, that's Shining, Shining Soul. Force spinoff. Yep. Yep. It's like uh, Frasier. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> <Frasier>. <laughs> All right, Toss next one. Salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> Toss <Uncle> salad. <laughs> uh, Legacy of Cain. Soul Reaver. Yes. Yeah. You guys play those it, games? Yeah, it was a good game. First one. I never That's played any of bring them. That back. Who made that game? Was it Ubisoft? Idos, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. That's a dance studio. Probably right. All right, next one. Fighting game. Soul Calibur. Soul, Soul Calibur. You got Soul Blade. it. You got Soul it. Next one. Odd World. Solstice. Abe's Soul. Soul Abe. Dark Side, you probably own this game. I guarantee you own this game. Yeah. I never played any of those Odd World That's games. another uh, Brad Pitt movie. Fuck that guy. <laughs> You don't know it, Dark Side? Odd World? No. You can't look at the shelf? You don't have it over there? I'm not in that room. Oh, all right, all right. Odd World Soulstorm. Yeah. Soulstorm. Oh, that's the new one, right? On yeah. PS5? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. We, a, did we get that on PS Plus? I don't know. Uh, it came in a nice big box that I got for pretty cheap. All right, next one. Yakuza. Sparrow, you're the Yakuza guy. I've only played Lake of Dragon. Dark side, I know you own this shit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. It was a spinoff Soul of a dragon. Spin off well, with that detective. Um, oh, um, fuck the Demon one you Souls? bought for me. Kind of close. Spot. Yeah, Soul Dark Demon? side's kind of close. Soul of the Damned, Dead Souls. Yes, Dead know. Souls. You got it. Dead Souls. Dead yeah. Souls. Yakuza Dead Souls. Yeah, it's some like zombie spinoff game or something uh. for the PS3. All right, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 port for the Game Boy Advance. Moose, if you're listening, Dawn of Souls. I know you knew that one. Dawn of Souls was the remake. Okay, no shit. Um, <laughs> does anybody know what Yokai Watch is? No. All right, Fleshy Souls. I didn't know if you guys knew it. It was kind of like a Pokemon type of game. Um, pretty popular. Flesh and Souls? Fleshy Souls. Fleshy souls. It deals with like ghosts and shit. All right, last one. Heavy rain follow up. Y'all know Taylor Rain? Not Taylor Rain, no. You sure? Pretty sure. It did have some real real actors and actresses in it, though. Yeah, it has Willem Dafoe in it. Yep. I just don't remember the name. Beyond. Two souls. Two souls. God yep. damn it. Yep. All so right. every one of these, their names had soul in them? They did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but for the next phase, but. they do not all have the word souls in them. This is name all of the mainline from software souls born games in order of release. And if you can, the year that they released. Oh, I don't know the year. Shit. So what was the first one? I can name all of them. I don't know the order, though. First one was Demon Souls. That's correct. Then it was Dark Souls. Correct. Gianna Dark Souls, Souls 2. Correct. Then was it Bloodborne? Correct. And then Dark Souls 3. Dark Souls 3. Correct. And then it was... 
Was it Sekiro? Correct. Yeah. And, uh, and Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. That's it. You guys got them all. Yeah, you guys got them all. It, I won't go through all the years, but yeah, Demon Souls was 2009. And then about every two years, three years, um, all the way up until Elden Ring in 2022. Real uh, quick, I forgot to talk about this. I played about an hour of Sekiro. That game is tough, man. It's a hard game. <laughs> I, I dropped that shit. I, I'll go back to it. It was fun, but it's, it's really <laughs> tough. It's probably the toughest solo game. I mean, I think Moose said it was the toughest game he ever played. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they fucked up not having co-op. <laughs> All right, the last piece here then. So From Software made all these games. Can you name five games that From Software made that are not any of the games you just listed? Armored Core 136, done. I knew you guys were going to do that. Okay, Armored Core counts as one. That does not count for six of them. Unless you can give me some of these bullshit subtitles, then I'll count them. They made other stuff besides Armor Core. They made a lot, yeah. I mean, I'm on their Wikipedia page. They developed a lot of shit. Did they make a Game of Thrones game for uh, a Game of Thrones game on iPad? Um, Not that I see. How do you pronounce it? I'm going to say it wrong. A togi? Yeah, yeah. Let me. One and um, two? Yeah, I believe that is on here. Yeah, a togi. And a yeah, Togi game. Two Immortal Warriors. Yeah, I remember those because I bought them, never opened them, and then sold them a few years back. Can you guys name any more? They made another one, uh, the PlayStation Two. I think it was a launch title, something Ring. Yes, starts with an S. Chocolate Ring. Maybe I don't know. What's that one? Eternal Ring. Eternal Ring. Yeah, yeah. Was that a fighting game? I don't know what that was. I feel like I own that game. As you mentioned, that Eternal Ring. That, that rings a bell. This says it was a first-person action role-playing game. I gotta look it up. I don't think it was received that well, from what I remember. It was not like a must-buy PS2 launch game. Yeah. Alright, can you guys name two more? Nah. They did a... I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. It seems like a big franchise. Kingsfield? that a RTS? Um, let me see. It is a action role-playing game, it says. But mm. there's a lot of them. It's got like five different games in the franchise from what I'm scrolling through here. Or four. Was that on console or PC? Um, it was on console. I'm looking. The first one, it said, was only released in Japan. The second one, it looks like, did come over to America. But this is on PlayStation, it says. I don't know if it's also on PC, but it's just listed as PlayStation here. Um, yeah, they had a lot of other stuff then, like, I mean, the adventures of Cookie and Cream. So all their stuff is not necessarily <laughs> super serious. Uh, they had a PlayStation VR game called Deracine, which I've always meant to play. Mm, You're, like, yeah. in some, like, orphanage or something, controlling a fairy. Um, Shadow Assault Tenchu for the 360, they're listed. Uh, they've got just a lot of random stuff that they've done. Kuan for the PlayStation 2, that horror game that goes for like an obscene amount of money. Um, so yeah, a lot of different games that they've made. But yeah, these days, best known for the uh, the Dark Souls series. Um, anyway, that's all I had for trivia. Muff, do you want to let people know where they can find us on social media? Yeah, you can find us anywhere on social media by looking at Beat of the Month. That's us. If you find the Doctor, who's plural form, Leave that bitch. Come find us. We are singular. 
Speed of month.com. That's a chloroform. That's different. After hours. God damn it, now I'm distracted with the chloroforms. <laughs> Brian. You listen to the Doctor Podcast, Brian? I did listen to an episode of it. Yeah, so there is another podcast out there called Beats of the Month, which I'm sure she probably looked at. She's like, oh, Beat of the Month. And then she saw us. She's like, shit, because she only has one beat for the month. So um, <laughs> she's like, shit, yeah, I don't no, know I got to do two a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's some like 10 minute podcast with like music on it that's supposed to keep you like in a certain state of mind. Like if you want to be productive, she's got an episode for that. If you want to be more like, meditative she's got an episode for that so yeah i mean check her out if you want to i'm not gonna shit on her but uh yeah we got here first so <laughs> deal with that we, we would do we a collab with her or not what's that melbro would we collab well if we did the episode together maybe yeah muff you think we should bring her on here yeah she'd probably yeah she'd love it um all right and then if you've got an episode like suggestion, us, subscribe follow yeah. us and all that bullshit yeah all that bullshit. if you want to send this bitch an email be the month at gmail.com we would love to hear from you give us an episode suggestion let us know how we're doing ask us a question anything like that um, but this has been beat of the month podcast next episode we are going to do it's uh yeah it's gonna be yeah october so we're doing some spooky stuff we've got yeah we have a fire october lineup y'all yeah um, yeah what, what are we looking at melbro so each every other Tuesday in October, the first Tuesday in October, we have uh, our Dead Space deep dive. Ooh. That's gonna be fire. Um, so I know Spiral uh, picked it up twice because he he loves it so much. Bunch of us are gonna <laughs> play it. Brian's gonna play some new Dead Space games, um, some, some weed Dead Space games, um, and then the Tuesday after that, uh, we take a break. Then the next Tuesday, we're gonna have um, Ghost games. So we're all gonna play some games involving ghosts and. Tell some ghost stories, get a little spooky with you guys. And then the last Tuesday in October is actually on Halloween. And um, Muff had a great idea. We're going to talk about games with iconic villains, so like Freddy, Jason, Frankenstein, and, and some of those characters. And then uh, just, just kind of freestyle it and talk about some of our memories of some of those guys, movies, games, everything. So it's going to be a fun month. All right. Thanks, Melbro. So this has been Beat of the Month Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll catch PlayStation fucking y'all again, huh? How's they that? They're taking a page on Nintendo, but raising their rates. Oh, yeah, that was very. Yeah, Darkseid and Melbro uh, <laughs> swept that under the rug pretty good. End the episode now. End it now. <laughs> yeah, we, we swept it under the rug. Nobody knows. <laughs> Peace out, y'all.